Hey friends, I have a new ad partner that I think you're going to love because I already love them. And that is Stitch Fix. Stitch Fix sends style so good that you can feel it. They deliver all the confidence that comes with a truly amazing outfit without any of the work. With Stitch Fix, you get a stylist who understands your style, your size, and your budget, and they do all the shopping for you. It's the easiest way to transform your wardrobe. I feel like they just get me. They do get you. They just knew what would look right on me, and I hate taking stuff out. Yes. So it's like Christmas when you open that box, and you're like, how did you know? Exactly. It is Christmas, and I cannot wait till my next one. So go ahead, take the leap, do Stitch Fix, get your own personal stylist, and feel as bougie as we do these days using Stitch Fix, but not for a crazy price because they get your budget. Get started today at stitchfix.com slash naked. That's stitchfix.com slash N-A-K-E-D. Stitchfix.com slash naked. Welcome to the Naked Marriage Podcast. We are Dave and Ashley Willis. On this podcast, we address the truth about sex, intimacy, and lifelong love. And we've been kind of in a focus on the sex part of sex, intimacy, and lifelong love, uh, pulling themes from our upcoming book, The Counterfeit Climax, where we're unpacking all the counterfeit messages about sex that our world has given to us and how it affects so many marriages in a negative way and how to get back to the beautiful, intimate design of what God intended sex to be in marriage, which is something better than anything Hollywood could have come up with on their own. And so it's going to be a fun conversation today, and uh, I'm excited to have it. It is. We're going to talk all about the lies that we believe about sex. And so it's going to be a steamy one, but one we all really could learn something from. So let's dive in. I'm so excited about today's topic. Really, I'm, I'm excited about all these we're doing based on our new book, The Counterfeit Climax, which you guys can pre-order now. Um, this book, I think, is going to be such a helpful resource for people dealing specifically with all the counterfeit versions of sex out there in our world and how yeah. we've believed those, how those lies have impacted and, and affected us, how it creates baggage in marriage and how to work through it and have the amazing sex life God wants us to have. And so on today's episode, we're going to just kind of dip our toe into some of what we cover in the counterfeit climax by talking about four lies that people do believe about sex and the truth that God says to kind of debunk this lie. And so maybe, maybe you haven't believed all four of these lies. Maybe you have at some point or another, but we just want to dive right in. And I want to say this, the reason we're talking about lies that we often believe about sex is because Dave has said this before, and I thought it was just such a a true statement, is that our mind is actually our most powerful sex organ. Yes. Because how we approach sex, how we enjoy sex, all the different hangups we have about it, it all starts in our mind. And so in order to have a healthy mind when it comes to sex, you know, we need to we need to understand what lies we might be believing and replace it with God's truth. So, so true. And so four lies. Lie yeah. number one. Here's a lie people believe about sex. Number one, that sex is somehow a dirty or shameful act. Mm-hmm. And I think that some of us were raised up in, in cultures, maybe even in churches where when sex was talked about, it was kind of always talked about in these kind of dirty or shameful mm-hmm. terms, a lot of shame attached to even thinking about sex or talking about sex. And so we hear from a lot of fellow Christians who have never even felt free to really talk openly about sex, which is one of the things we like to do on this podcast is to be a safe place. Because here's the truth to debunk that lie. Sex is a beautiful gift from God that is meant to be enjoyed 
enjoyed, guys. It's meant to be enjoyed within marriage. Um, and so here's one verse. Here's one of this many spicy Bible verses about the gift of sex from Proverbs chapter 5, verse 18. May your fountain be blessed and may you always rejoice in the wife of your youth, a loving doe, a graceful deer. May her breasts satisfy you always. May you ever be intoxicated by her love. love and that's intoxicated. Steamy. You yeah. intoxicate me. Mm. Intoxicate me. So guys, God wants you to have an, an intoxicating sex life within marriage and not to settle for any less. But I think sometimes, um, especially in some Christian circles, people, especially I think wives have been kind of raised specifically to believe this, uh, that you're not allowed to enjoy sex. It's just kind of a duty that you have to do. It's not supposed to be fun. Um, even right. in marriage, it's it's somehow still dirty, like God's watching you and he's he's embarrassed. I don't know what we right. believe, but it's not yeah. true. God made it. It's a gift. Enjoy it in marriage. And it's even a holy act in marriage. Yes. It's a beautiful, holy act in marriage. And and so I want to I wanna talk about, like, how do you know if you're believing this particular lie? How do you know? Because you, you're probably listening to this and you're like, I don't know if I totally feel that way. If, if you hear the word sex and you start to feel kind of something in your belly, a feeling maybe nervous or sick, or the thought of talking about sex with your spouse makes you want to run and hide. Um, if when maybe you're in the act of making love, you try to go somewhere else in your mind because you can't believe you're actually doing this act because you feel dirty. Those are some ways you might know that you have some shame attached to sex. And and I've been there before. Like I, I had a lot of hangups when it came to this. You know, I saved myself for marriage and I'm so thankful for that. But in that kind of time of saving myself, I think I had pushed sex as being this dirty thing and putting it out of my mind and thinking of myself as kind of an asexual being or something because I didn't want to do that. Like in my mind, it was the worst thing you could possibly do. And so I kept chase, which is great. But then I had all of these mental hangups about it. And I really, I had to recognize them for what they are. I didn't, I mean, especially yeah. at the beginning of our marriage, I just felt a it, little um, shell-shocked by it. And I hear a lot of women say that, like, and I was almost kind of afraid to enjoy sex. I thought, oh no, does that make me dirty if I enjoy it? Only what, bad girls like it. Yeah, I mean, really. No, I mean, but that's that's another lie. It's, it's like- It's such a lie. It's such a lie. Yeah. Yeah. And so you have to get real honest with yourself. And, um, and for me, it was a process, you know, like, I guess debunking any lie is a process. Um, but I'm so glad that I I did allow God to do that work in my mind and in my heart about sex because once I really recognized sex for the gift that it is, I felt so free. Like yes. I, I felt so free to enjoy it and so free to see that as the holy thing that it is within marriage. And freedom is, Christ has set us free. And yeah. the marriage bed should be a place of freedom. All right, so that's lie number one. Lie number two, well, no, that's truth. The marriage bed is a place the of freedom. That's true. So yeah. like, I'm just saying we'd covered lie number one, which yes. is that sex is dirty, and that's that's the lie. Sex is good is the truth. Here's lie number two. Sexual experiences outside of marriage are harmless. Now, we live in a culture that says, you know, whatever you do, uh, it, it it's just be free, you know. Like just on do, your own. On your own, outside yeah. of marriage. They take the freedom to to a place with no boundaries. There's all kinds of freedom within marriage, but outside of marriage, sex is destructive, and that includes sexual experiences like pornography. That includes, uh, and we the, the next slide is actually about that. Um, but anything we do outside of marriage, infidelity, has, infidelity. So yeah. the truth is, the misuse of sex causes pain. God's guidelines are meant to protect us from experience that pain and inflicting pain on others. Because when we misuse sex, everybody gets hurt. 
Hebrews chapter 13, verse 4 says, Marriage should be honored by all, and the marriage bed kept pure, for God will judge the adulterer and the sexually immoral. So God wants you to have all kinds of freedom within the marriage bed, but if we're bringing in all kinds of sexual you know, experiences outside of that, it, it, it's only going to cause pain. Right. It separates us. It and, does. you know, we've talked about the enemy, there, the verse in the Bible, it says he only comes to steal, kill and destroy. And man, have we in the work that we do with married couples seen where people trying to satisfy their own sexual needs in different ways, like pornography, masturbation, you know, just having these, you know, titillating little flirt, what they, they call harmless flirtation kind of things with people on sites like OnlyFans or other things through Facebook or social media. They, they see it as harmless because they're like, well, I'm not actually having sex with someone else. So it's harmless. But that is what the enemy is trying to do. He's trying to convince us that the counterfeit is better than the real thing, because that's what it is. It's counterfeit. God created sex for marriage. It is awesome. You don't need these other things to have an amazing sex life. And in fact, those other things are like a poison. But the good, the, the truth of God's word is that we can be new creations in Christ and that we don't have to just sit in the muck and in the, in the, in the kind of bad habits we've created, but we have to recognize them for, for the sin that they are in our lives. Yeah. Because if we don't call sin, sin, then we can't really repent and we can't really walk away and be free from it. And, uh, and so we need to recognize it as, as something that is a poison. And that takes being honest with ourselves and confessing it to the Lord and repenting from it. But then also as married people, we need to be honest with it, with our spouse and, um, and just say, listen, I've, I've really had an issue with this. Like I'm really struggling. It's been a bad habit. I've done a long time. Um, it's not your fault, but I want to get pornography out of my life. I want to get, you know, this habit of masturbation out of my life. And I want, I want us to really fully give ourselves to each other sexually and not feel like we need to just go in a corner and in a dark place and, and handle things ourselves personally, because, you know, if you're, if you're satisfying your needs outside the bedroom all the time, odds are you probably don't feel it for your spouse as much because, yeah. you know, you've satisfied it on your own, but that's again, a counterfeit and it's empty because sex is all about that connection between a husband and wife. And so you don't want to cut yourself off from that or cut your spouse off from that. So true. And that leads right into line number three, which is all about porn and sexual fantasy, which I think is maybe the most prevalent mm. of all the lies related to sex in our culture today. Line number three, porn and sexual fantasy are harmless forms of entertainment. And that is a lie. The truth is allowing sexual sin to play out on screens or in our minds is always damaging. Here are yeah. a few verses. Matthew chapter five, Jesus says, I tell you that anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. So he says, you know, adultery is not just the physical act, but being mentally monogamous is, is important. Like we have to keep our mind pure, not just our body, if we want to experience all the fullness that God has for us in our life and specifically in our marriage. Romans 12, two says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind then you'll be able to test and approve God's will, his good, pleasing, perfect will. We need to renew our mind from those toxic thoughts, toxic images that the world says are just harmless, harmless entertainment. And we won't belabor the point here on porn because, you know, we've talked about it in depth in many other episodes um, and in our EXO talks. And we also talk a lot about it and, and my past struggle with it um, in the new Counterfeit Climax book, sharing some details um, that we've never shared before that hopefully will be very helpful to you. But what you need to know for our purposes right now is just porn is bad 
and the world is going to tell you it's harmless. Oh, yeah. People want to argue with us all the time, say, no, it spices things up. It's harmless. It's not a big deal. Right. But it's it's toxic. It is. And it's not only, you know, clear in scripture, there is a, a rising number of studies, even in secular places, like in, sec- in secular institutes that have done a lot of research on porn and the damage that it does. And you would be just shocked at, at all the things they found. There's, there's no really good thing. I mean, you might have a temporary, you know, moment of pleasure, but as far as what it does to relationships and even your own sexual health is it is completely damaging. There's like a site, um, or actually, um, a page on Instagram called fight the new drug. They are not a Christian organization. They are secular. Um, so they're not even coming from a biblical perspective, but they're trying to just look at the stats and what they put out. It's, I mean, I'm not surprised by it just because of the work we do, but every day they put out some other story or stat about the damage that porn does and how it's like a drug. I mean, it, it literally is. It's a drug, um, that is, it's hard to get out of our life, but it's absolutely possible. But we, again, we have to call it what it is, an addiction, a habit, a sin, you know, we have to call it what it is and and recognize it as um, not being the best thing for our marriage. So how do you know you have a problem with this lie, that you're believing this lie? You are engaging in watching porn regularly and um, and really, if at all. I mean, I, I don't think there's any room for No, any there's not room. It's one um, of those things where it's... It's not a little's not okay. And, and we're not saying this to be shaming you. We know this, like from personal experience, we know the damage that can be done, but we also, we know the freedom you can have and how much better your sex life is without that stuff in your, in your life. And, um, we also know we, we have stories of, of people involved in the, the sex, you know, like in, in the pornography industry and, and how, I think if people really knew what was going on there, they would have want to have no part of it. Like what is yeah. happening to these women, even these men? I mean, it, it's just not even to mention what it does to your relationship, like what it's perpetuating for these people it is really, really sobering. So, um, you know, definitely just in the book, we go into much more detail on this, but it's it's just not good for us. It's poison. I love learning. I know that sounds nerdy and dorky, but I just love learning. I love understanding history and how things fit together and what's happening in the world. But if you're like me, you're busy and it's hard to learn. It can be expensive to learn. Maybe you want to keep learning and growing. You're like, I don't know how to fit that into my schedule. I got the perfect solution for you. And it's Hillsdale College. Hillsdale College is a world-class accredited university that's offering some of their core courses for free. I mean, absolutely free. They're just wanting to spread knowledge here. I'm telling you, it sounds too good to be true, but it really is true. They're making it possible for you to learn about world economics and things like ancient Christianity, which I highly recommend. It's an 11 lecture course where you study the inspiring stories of Christ and his apostles and the faithful ones throughout the first centuries of Christianity, plus learning the the basics of Christian apologetics. And guys, you can do this for free. I'm so excited about what Hillsdale does. I love their commitment to faith and values, and you can take part in this by going to hillsdale.edu slash naked to enroll at no cost. And it's easy to get started. It's H-I-L-L-S-D-A-L-E dot E-D-U slash N-A-K-E-D to register. That's hillsdale.edu slash naked naked. One goal we've had as a family lately is to try to just eat healthier and junk is sometimes more convenient and we're eating unhealthy, not because we want to, but it's just because it's what's easy to grab. But then came along Thrive. 
That's right. Thrive Market is helping us in really simple, practical ways. And as a Thrive Market member, we save money on every single grocery order. On average, we save over 30% each time, which I mean, I don't know about you, but I love saving money. They even have a deals page that changes daily and always has some of our favorite brands, which right now we are loving the Hum brand, Zero Sugar Kombucha. And so check those out. Go to Thrive Market, join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash naked for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's Thrive, T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash N-A-K-E-D, thrivemarket.com slash naked. I read one of the saddest stats about porn for me that it was sad that I've ever read. And we know a lot of stats about porn, but it is that there are more Christian men who look at porn at least once a week than the number of Christian men who read their Bible at least once a week. And, you know, I want to say that I want to believe that that stat isn't true or that it's inflated. But, you know, in the work we do, it, it doesn't completely surprise me. But it's heartbreaking, guys. We need to be we need to be beyond reproach. We need to be men of integrity. It's not just a male issue. Women yeah. struggle with porn, oh, yeah. too. But just talking to the men for a second. Guys, let's fight for purity in our minds and in our marriages. Let's do what Romans 12, 2 says. Let's let's allow God's truth to renew our mind. Let's be men that, that can be trusted in this area and be a generation that helps end the plague of pornography uh, before, you know, before our kids and grandkids come along. I mean, we can do more to fight this battle instead of just falling into it. You know, we, we need to fill our minds with God's truth. And if we're starving ourselves of God's truth, we're going to be so much more open to feeding our minds and our souls with the, the toxic counterfeits out there like porn. And so my challenge is I want you guys to start reading your Bible every day. Um, and if you're, if you're looking at porn, stop, look at, stop looking at porn and get an accountability partner to help you in that. And read your every time you're tempted to look at it, go back to the truth of God's word. And I believe God will give you strength little by little for that for porn to lose lose its grip over you. And I want to say this too, in the research we did actually for the Counterfeit Climax book, um, we found a lot of research that's saying, you know, porn is I mean, there's always been women who have struggled with porn, ne- not necessarily to the to the level that men do, but that's changing because there's been this push. Um, just in our culture as a whole to empower women when it comes to sex, to be able to talk about their bodies and know how their bodies respond and to not be filled with shame when it comes to that, which I agree with that. I mean, definitely know your body, know that it's beautiful. Don't feel like you can't talk about sex or that you're not a sexual being. Absolutely. But on the flip side of that, they've also said, and in order to know that you need to be watching porn, you need to be using, you know, things to pleasure yourself so that you can understand yourself better. And what they have found is this has really backfired because a lot of times, you know, women are turning to things like vibrators that are not at all to scale like a man. They're much bigger and um, clearly not natural. And and so what, what we found is even Christian women who, you know, maybe had a, a strong sex drive and were doing this you know, before they got married, they get married and they've technically saved themselves um, and not had sex with any other men before marriage. And so they get married, but they've been so accustomed to what this vibrator does for them that they can't even enjoy intercourse. Like we, we hear from this a lot, don't we, sweetie? Yeah, it's, it's and, a real thing. And then the husband feels so inadequate and is like, oh my gosh, like, I don't even know what to do with this. And so, and I know this is probably way more information than you thought you're going to hear on this podcast, but we go, and we go into more detail in the book, but you guys, we're going to talk about this because 
It's a real issue. Some of you listening right now, this is a real issue for you. And we're not saying it to shame you. We're we're talking about this to warn you of what can happen. You don't need to feel ashamed. You need to just get real with why you're doing this, why it's a struggle, and then take steps necessary to stop doing it so that you can really prepare yourself um, for a better sex life, especially if you're if you're not married yet. I would, you know, hope that you could stop these these habits now. But even if you're married and it, it's a thing that you've just become accustomed to doing on your own, I just challenge you to stop and to see what God can do and how much closer He will bring you and your spouse together when you don't have these counterfeit things in your life. So so true. Only one lie left. There are actually a lot more lies. We we will talk more about those in the book. But for our time today, just one left, and that is. Sexual sins are unforgivable. Mm, And thankfully, that is a lie. The truth is you're not defined by your sexual sin. You're defined by Christ's love and forgiveness. The Bible says, 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And I love this verse, 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new creation. The old is gone. A new life has begun. And God can do a new work in you no matter what you've done in the past. Even with whatever you're struggling with in the present, his grace is enough. His grace is enough to set you free. His grace is enough to forgive you. And you're not defined by that. So call it a sin and and repent, which means get away from it and turn back to God. And as we turn back to God and we start getting on the road that God has for us, um, healing really begins to happen. But don't believe the lie on one extreme that sexual, what you do sexually doesn't really matter and it's it's, it's harmless because that's a lie. But on the other end of that extreme, the lie is this is unforgivable. Um, I'm never going to be free from this. This defines who I am. And that's a lie as well, because Jesus is the truth who sets you free. And when we turn to him, we really do find healing. You know, I think, I think along with that lie is like, well, I'm just never really going to enjoy sex because if I can't do these things, like pornography or whatever it is, like that I'm just never going to enjoy it. But, you know, what you'll find is it when you kind of get rid of this, this, you know, clutter that's kind of just crowded out what healthy sex looks like in your mind and really in your sex life, you'll, you'll find that there's just such beauty in, in just a husband and wife enjoying sex together. And there's a lot of freedom there. You know, we've talked a lot about, about these things that are wrong. Um, and doing them on your own and trying to meet your own sexual need, you know, by yourself, by bringing in other people virtually or otherwise, or bringing in other things to kind of satisfy your sexual needs. But when you're in your marriage bed, it's just between you and your spouse. There's so much freedom. Yes. And, and, and you can embrace that freedom and you can be spicy and try different things. And, um, you know, there's just so much freedom there. And we talk about that. So we're not saying like all of these things in and of themselves are bad. It's when we're trying to do it on our own outside of our marriage bed and, and, you know, without our spouse involved. I mean, that's when it's not right for us. But when we are with our spouse, it's, it's just such a beautiful way that God has created for us to connect. And he gives us a lot of freedom in that way. And so, you know, until you kind of realize that you have that freedom and you have these other things out of your life, it's like you're missing out. So I just challenge you to get, you know, just recognize these lies for what they are in your life, replace them with the truth of God's word, and then just be, be excited to enjoy sex the way that God intended. Such a good word. That brings us to Q and a time. Yes. And we appreciate um, all the questions you guys send in. If you want to continue the conversation, though, about what we've talked about today, the lies about sex and a whole lot of other things to help you gain health and healing in your sex life and for your sex life to be all that God intended, 
Go ahead and pre-order that brand new book, The Counterfeit Climax. I think it's really going to make a difference. All right. So here is today's question. I heard your podcast about masturbation, where you frowned upon the idea of using vibrators. My wife and I are in our early 60s, and she has a very low sex drive. She needs a great deal of stimulation to allow for her orgasm. A vibrator helps her get there, but even still, she takes a long time. She gets frustrated and most of the time just gives me duty sex. So when she does give in to pleasure, a vibrator seems to be the only way for her to get there. Do you think it's wrong for her to get there with the vibrator when I join in? Um, and so I don't it's think it's a really good yeah. question. And thank you so much for, first of all, for listening yes. uh, and for being, uh, you know, having more experience than us and still being willing to tune in and, and hopefully learn and be encouraged by what we say here. It really means a lot, uh, when we hear from, uh, you know, we hear from a lot of couples of all ages, but specifically when we hear from couples who are farther along than we are, uh, yeah. it really warms our heart and, and it's a privilege to hopefully be bringing some encouragement to you and thank you for tuning in. It's a great, great question. Yeah. Personally, I don't think that there is anything inherently sinful no, about using no. a vibrator or, you know, whatever, using whatever together. together yeah. As a way to enhance what you're doing together. I think that that's just an innovative way to enhance the sexual experience together. You know, when we talk about the dangers of, um, you know, masturbation and vibrators, we're talking about this really epidemic of people looking at sex as a solo sport, even within yeah. marriage, where it'll be the wife going off by herself and, you know, getting turned on by whatever turns her on and then using a vibrator to to go all the way to completion. And the husband, you know, going and look, doing whatever gets him turned on and then masturbating on his own. And it's like they're completely disconnecting sexually. Right. But when you're coming together, you know, masturbation you know, whether you're, you're, you're helping each other with masturbation or you're doing it to yourself in the presence of one another as part of the overall sexual experience, I think we have a ton of freedom right. in those kind of areas. And if this is something that helps, helps your wife and helps you get your wife to that point of, uh, of, of orgasm, then by all means do it because her orgasm is important. And it sounds like, um, you know, right now, it's uh, it takes her some time and some effort to get there. Right. And so whatever is going to help her get there um, with you being part of it, right. I think I think go for it and don't feel any shame at all in that. I think especially in different seasons of life, um, we have to get even more innovative right. to, uh, to make sure that we're prioritizing each other's sexual pleasure and the sexual connection with one another. So all that to say, um, not that I'm the referee of anybody's yeah. sex life, but I don't I don't see anything at all wrong with, with what you're describing. And I just want to clarify, because I know we did talk about it on masturbation and marriage, and it's hard sometimes to get our points, you know, clearly across, especially over, um, you know, when it's just audio. Uh, but what I want to say is in the research that we've done, especially with, with women right now, like women, I would say in, from their teenage years through their forties, you know, so even like our generation, there's been a big push for women, single women, okay, to pleasure themselves regularly with a vibrator. And usually there ends up being porn or erotica or whatever involved. And the danger there is that they get used to the stimulation of a vibrator. And so they technically, I guess, aren't having sex, you know, before marriage. And these are some Christian women. I mean, we've, we've seen a lot of research on this. So when they get married, they are so accustomed to that, that they're very let down by just having intercourse with their spouse. And that's where it's a problem because it's become this habit. They've just, they become a little desensitized to normal sexual 
connection. Right. And, and so the man, you know, hasn't even been given a chance in this scenario. This is a couple that has been married a long time probably. And they've had intercourse. And this is basically a tool to help with foreplay is what I hear. It's, you know, it's to help with foreplay, but they still end up having intercourse and enjoying sex. And so, you know, it's not taking away from the experience. It's, it's adding to the experience and it's between both of them. It's not this secretive solo sport, like as you worded. And so that's why we just give a lot of warnings to this because there's even been some studies now, the jury's out on this. Like I've seen varying articles on, um, you know, the frequent use of vibrators creating what's called dead vagina, which means that it somehow desensitizes, you know, the female regions, um, when it comes to enjoying sex. And so, um, or maybe they need more vibration or, you know, bigger devices, so to speak, just to get really honest. And so there's a lot of information on this and you can do your research on it. But I think as a tool, any kind of sex toy as a tool enjoyed between both partners and they both feel safe, they both feel good about it. There is nothing biblically wrong with that. I mean, you're just, you're just enhancing your, your pleasure and intercourse and it's not a secretive thing. It's something you're enjoying together and it's not against anything. So have at it. Yes. I think God created us to be practical and he also created us to be creative. And yeah. if you're, you're, it's a tool in your case that is serving a practical purpose in a creative way to help enhance the experience for and your wife. And he's fine with it. Like they're yeah. both on yeah. the same so page with th- it. If there's so, unity yeah. in your marriage around this, um, then I'd say have fun. Yeah. But, uh, you know, the broader discussion about masturbation and, and vibrators for the reasons we've talked about is a solo act. Um, yeah. That's where it can be dangerous. And again, we dive deeper into this in the Counterfeit Climax. Check out that book. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, as always, and being part of these conversations. We hope that uh, that this helps enhance the, the intimacy in your own marriage. And we appreciate you so much for tuning in. God bless. We'll see you next time. 